Welcome to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Scientific Healing, a fusion of modern science and ancient healing arts, empowers you to take charge of your life to get healthy no matter what your doctor says. Discover how you can manage your own energy to improve your health, vitality, and prosperity from Anastasia and her guests. Are you ready to live your best and most energized life ever? Here's your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Scientific Healing Radio, and I'm your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics with ancient healing arts to develop my own system. This has produced medical miracles for hundreds of people. Discover how you can protect your energy when working with others as a healer, counselor, medical person, or coach with Safe Healing at scientifichealer.com. Today, I'm very honored and pleased to have Dr. Ted Corin on the show. Dr. Ted trained as a chiropractor, but he's not just about helping you relieve your back pain. He has shown how much the body is a whole unit and adjustments can help change so many things in your body. He's also an amazing advocate for natural and integrative medicine and has gone up against big organizations when they tried to dictate his actions and won at a great cost, of course. He's developed his own process for helping relieve trauma from the body called the Corin Specific Technique. He is a prolific writer, sought-after speaker, and teaches people all over the world his trauma release technique. In fact, when I met Dr. Ted about three years ago, he demonstrated how this worked to me, and I could feel the energy flow so dramatically, and the headaches I developed over the last decade became a thing of the past. Yes, they're completely gone. One of Dr. Ted's many passions concerns the misconceptions around cancer, and that's our topic for today. It's a new view on healing cancer. I'll let him tell you about it in his own words. Welcome to the show, Ted. I'm so delighted to have you here today. Oh, thank you, Anastasia. It's, uh, it's exciting to be with you. We haven't uh, seen each other physically in a while. Yes, Thanks but, for inviting me. Yes, and we've, we've chatted on the phone and stuff, and you know my association with you has been totally delightful, and I send a lot of my clients that have this trauma, physical trauma stored in their body. So um, there are so many ideas that supposedly help people and so many of them seem like stopgap solutions and even quackery. Like I've had people come to me and say, yeah, so-and-so did this technique on me, but it reverted in like three months. And I know that what you did for me firsthand is that the tension that was stored in my skull disappeared and all of I was having tension headaches and lots of migraines and those just completely disappeared so it shifted permanently and I know that you were your own first patient in developing this process for releasing trauma and I also recommend a lot of my clients call you could you talk about that a little so we can get a perspective on how you approach problems Sure, of course. People ask me, what is Corrin-specific technique? And I'd like to answer a question with a question. I'll say, have you ever met anyone who's able to locate your deepest stresses, stresses you may have had in your body and mind for decades, 
and is able to locate them and release them. Stresses that other doctors may never have been able to locate. That's what I do. And I came, as you mentioned, that from personal trauma and tragedy. I was in a bad accident, and I was largely disabled. I couldn't use my hands. Um, I was in pain all the time. I actually gave up my license to practice, my chiropractic license, because I couldn't use my hands. Um, also, I could barely walk. Uh, I, the mild sciatica, occasional sciatica, I had had for the last 10 or so years, or 15 years, became really bad. And there were some days I couldn't walk more than 10 feet at a time. And then I just have to sit down, even though it wasn't a busy city street. Uh, I was really a mess. And uh, I went to between 40 and 50 different doctors and healers, uh, many wonderful people who did great things, but nobody really gave me permanent relief. And then one day I started, out of desperation, started experimenting on myself. And by that time, I'd been suffering for 10 years. And for 10 years, I was getting worse and worse and worse. I remember looking at a picture of some uncles. Uh, I had older uncles. And they all had either walkers or canes. Or, and, and, you know, I, I thought, oh, Lord, uh, you know, hip replacements, knee replacements, and, you know, spinal surgeries. And I thought, oh, God, am I going to, is this my fate? Is this what I'm going to have to suffer with? And um, I started to experiment, and I took a few wonderful concepts together, uh, and, and I used an actual self-adjusting, an instrument that taps, and within five days, I was all better. After 10 years, and nobody could help me. And uh, I was pretty shocked by that, and my wife had suffered from migraines for 12 years since uh, pregnant with our son, and I checked her with this, and within a second, I corrected what was you know distorted and her migraines never came back and that's to this day and then i thought well is this really as good as i think it is let me start searching around and at that time i was lecturing regularly to state uh, organizations chiropractic groups chiropractic associations and i'd have a captive audience and i'd say uh, make a break i'd say right before a lunch or uh, you know a, co a coffee break or whatever i'd say hey um, I think I've discovered something that can really help people when everything else has failed. I don't even have a name for it yet, but if anyone's been suffering for years and you know, you've seen lots of doctors and no one's been able to help you, uh, stop by. I'd like to demonstrate it on you. And I figured one or two people would show up. The line went out the door. <laughs> that? Yeah, I've seen and that. Think, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, this profession is a mess. And, so, and these are all doctors who had seen lots and lots of doctors. Well, it was like me. They really had my story. Some doctors would whisper to me that there are days when they're in more pain than their patients. And the results were so astounding. I mean, I was shocked that I, uh, I decided to start teaching it after many requests. And I got a name for it, Corin Specific Technique. Uh, that's our website, cornspecifictechnique.com, and I lecture and teach this work. Uh, it doesn't take long to learn. It's surprisingly easy. In fact, we've taught lay people how to do this on themselves and their, their loved ones because there's no law against working on yourself. Not yet. Well, so and we still have that freedom. Yeah, and luckily in California, there's actually a law called, um, it's Senate Bill SB 577, where you can open up an alternative practice 
without without having to go through licensing like you would with chiropractic. So, um, but oh, that's wonderful! I know they have that in, uh, I believe, Minnesota. I think was the first state, and I think about ten other states, maybe more. Uh, I think it's called the Non-Licensed Protection Act, and that's wonderful. And I, I think that's a really good thing, and I hope it spreads throughout the whole nation. I I do too. People need to have that freedom. Yes, and. The thing is that, um, you know, as long as we declare that we're not practicing medicine without a license and we're not dealing with drugs and we're not dealing with prescriptions and we're not telling people who are going to doctors not to do the doctoring. Like I continue to work with all of my clients and they say, is it all right if I take my prescriptions? And I say, by all means. And a lot of people end up going off their prescriptions because they're you know, their biology and their physiology changes so much they don't need it anymore. And in fact, my... Oh, sure. As, as yeah. we know, the, the role of uh, medication drugs uh, is from a medical philosophy which says symptoms are bad and you get healthier when symptoms are eliminated or suppressed. Correct. And uh, mo- most natural healers work from a vitalistic philosophy, actually all do, which says symptoms serve a purpose. There's a reason why your body develops symptoms, and the reason is it's to help rebalance your physiology. Fevers and, and mucus and colds and diarrhea and rashes and all these other symptoms actually were, were placed in there by an intelligent body to uh, restore homeostasis, restore balance to promote healing. Oh, so absolutely. And, and that's why yeah. I find colds, like I'm just recovering from one, and people say, well, you're a healer, you got sick. And I go, yeah, but my immune system needs a reboot, number one. And number two, um, I'm I'm uh, expelling toxins that I've accumulated. So they're going... Well, study after study shows that the more um, acute illnesses, colds, flu, uh, childhood diseases you have, the less cancer you have. Yeah, because you're you are eliminating your toxins. Exactly right. Perfect. Yes. Yes. And so uh, I know that that one of your many many passions, and I know you've got you've got all kinds of things on your publication site, is the misconceptions around cancer. You know, our current thing is let's poison it, let's cut it out, and. Um, really, this has been proven over the last five or six decades since this started to not be that efficacious. Basically, um, people just seem to not get well from that. And um, usually... Oh, well, not only that, it, it kills them. Yes, it's like... <laughs> Which is it's, another way to put it. Right. Like, I don't understand your liver is there to detox your body. So if you add more more chemicals that are toxic to the body, why would the liver cancer get better? That, like, uh, uh, that never made well, sense. Well, I do a, a whole presentation on chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently uh, the success rate of chemo, five-year survival for the most common forms of cancer, is uh, zero or close to zero. And that came from Clinical Oncology, 2014. And there's a famous researcher, Dr. Abel, Ulrich Abel from uh, Germany, who did a comprehensive review on, on the, the largest ever study on chemotherapy ever done. 
In fact, he worked with 350 medical centers and reviewed thousands of papers from the various biomedical journals. And he, his, his conclusion was the success rate was, in his word, appalling. With no proof, chemo can extend in any appreciable way the lives of people suffering from 90% of all cancer deaths. Those suffering from these cancers. And he pretty much flat out says chemo has never been proven to do any good at all. Uh, the tumor may shrink, but the patient dies. That's not exactly what we're looking at. And when patients go to uh, oncologists, um, you don't ask them, by the way, what caused my cancer. They'll look at you like a deer in headlights because the medical model doesn't look at the cause, which is shocking. And I'm just blown away by that because how can you cure something if you don't know what causes it? Um, and apart from that, when they go there and the oncologist will say, well, this chemotherapy drug has an 80% response rate on your kind of tumors. And the patient will hear 80% cure rate. That's not what the doctor means. It means that the tumor may have shrunk or responded in some way in 80% of patients. But it doesn't mean healed, it doesn't mean cure, and it doesn't mean the tumor doesn't grow back and kill you faster. So we have to realize that um, the medical model has really been a terrible failure. And I'm not saying this with happiness or glee. I wish people got better. But yeah, me too. Important. Yeah, and it's... We have to... You're, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. And the reason why that first came out, this whole reason why chemotherapy started was that they found that the cancer tumors, the cancer cells were growing at a faster rate than the other cells. So they thought they would just poison those fat and basically you are killing the cancer cells faster than you're killing the rest of you. And people that are on long-term chemotherapy, actually their quality of life goes downhill so fast that they really don't want to be alive anymore. Yeah, they call it the chemo brain. Yes, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff is happening. And I've seen personality changes, and I've seen, um, you know, basically uh, all kinds of other things. Many, Many of the chemotherapy people that do survive, they die of heart failure. So, so yes, that's absolutely true, and there's a good reason for that. Um, I think what we have to look at is, uh, well, when I started doing my work and I got deeper and deeper into it, I realized I had sort of backed into, by chance, a way to determine what the body wanted. What was the cause of the problem that would lead me to curing a problem? And it wasn't just muscular, neuromusculoskeletal problems, sciatica and headaches and migraines and backaches and neck aches and disc problems and other pains. It was larger than that. It was really open-ended. And you can ask the body no matter what condition the person had. And, you know, we, we all stand on the shoulders of giants. And I started researching and working with wonderful people. And I realized that we don't have to rediscover. We don't have to discover stuff. We're just rediscovering. For example, um, in the 1930s, about a dozen different governments all over the world, including the U.S. throughout Europe, realized something about cancer, and that was cancer developed. There are pockets of cancer around benzene factories or downriver from tanning companies or slaughterhouses or uh, you know, any kind of top 
that this is what created cancer. And to this day in Russia, MDs are taught that cancer is caused by toxicity. And yet in America, as I said, you ask an MD, what caused my cancer? And they just look at you like you're from another planet. They're the ones from another planet because we should stay and look at this planet right now. Why do people have cancer? Cancer is a modern disease. There's a few things that I want your listeners to remember and keep in mind. Cancer is a modern disease. It was incredibly rare in ancient times to fairly recent times. It was very, very rare. One estimate was that cancer was one in 9,000. Today it's almost one, two, or three. What has changed? What happened? What happened was toxicity, pollution, and changes in our diet and lifestyle, and, you know, pesticides, herbicides. But now we have to look. Whenever I get a cancer patient, the big question is, what's causing it? Where, you know, and apart from uh, toxicity coming from our external environment, what is going on in our internal environment? Our body can produce horrible toxins worse than anything out there or just as bad. And that's why, and that's where the research really has gone. And I'm basing it on people that have gotten healed. This is the number one thing. I don't care what the theory is. And there's lots of theories of how to treat cancer and lots of drugs and lots of chemo. I want the bottom line. I want the patient to be cured. I want the cancers to dissolve and the tumors to disappear. First of all, all, we have to realize that the body is intelligent. The body knows what it's doing. In fact, if the body is so smart, we have to say this. Why would a smart body create a tumor? And, and supply it with blood vessels. Yes, I mean, exactly. The body actually nourishes. <laughs> and that was what we were talking about pre-show, is that the cancer is there to keep you alive. It's the a- cancer is actually there. The tumor is there to sequester toxic waste. Exactly cancer right. Cancer is really a survival mechanism. Exactly. Can- cancer is not your enemy. I actually heard one uh, Qigong minister say, Love your cancer, love your tumors, which really means, you know, I mean, it's serving a purpose. In fact, most people have cancer all the time. Cancer is widespread, it's in everyone's bodies. It comes and goes and comes and goes throughout our lifetime. If our immune system is shot, if the tumors, if the toxicity overwhelms us, if we don't detox, uh, if we have intense stress that prevents us from releasing, then the tumors will stay and grow and grow and cause trouble. So the thing is, get to the cause. Get rid of the cause of the tumor, and the tumors will shrivel up and go into remission. Okay, I, Cancer remission is very common. Yes, and I'd like to take a break right here, and then we'll get back to this really exciting topic, because it's just getting juicy, right? So I want to remind all of our listeners that you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. And today, my awesome special guest is Dr. Ted Corin. When we return after the break, we'll dive deeper into this process and show how it can work for you and what you can do. Did you know that if the thought of a past relationship brings up negative emotions, you are still in a relationship with that person, often with unwanted consequences? This means you still have ties with that person and those ties may be sapping your strength. Why not jettison your old relationship baggage so that you can move forward with ease and clarity? 
Hello, this is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis, the Scientific Healer. Seven years of research at prestigious institutions like Harvard, Yale, and Johns Hopkins have discovered that relationships are the number one influence on physical, emotional, and financial health. In clearing those old ties, including what some people call karma, you get to wipe the slate clean and start over again, whether you plan to stay in that relationship with a person or not. Many miracles have come out of such clearings. One client said that her Christmas with her family was the best she had since she was a child, while another said she'd received several thousand dollars in a divorce settlement that had been stuck in limbo for years while others stop being angry at their former partners and are able to find new loves quickly and easily. Recently, one client who had been stuck in her business as her client's stream dried up signed up six new clients in the four hours following her clearing. I have good news. I have a gift for you. By going to scientifichealer.com forward slash clear, you can discover how you can clear past relationships while I do a relationship clearing for you, all for free. Everyone who chooses to receive it will receive this powerful healing while listening. Again, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash clear to get the details. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. You can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes for opening up your intuition and inner guidance system. Go to scientifichealer.com to download your tips on how to protect your energy when working with others. Before the break, we were talking to Dr. Ted Corin and his passion for helping people get healthy. And we were talking about the misconceptions that conventional medicine often has for cancer. And I'm sure this is, you're wondering whether this is something that you should even consider. So let's continue this conversation. Hey, Dr. Ted, welcome back. Oh, thank you. We were talking about what is cancer. And the cancer really, the body creates tumors all the time. Um, They've done autopsies on women between age 40 and 50 that have died in car accidents and and found almost 40 times more tumors, breast cancers and other cancers in them than are ever found in a doctor's office or in, in living women uh, between that age. Tumors come and go throughout our lives. And cancer is an innate response or an inborn response to overwhelming toxicity. And it's really a survival mechanism. The tumors are full of toxins. We know this because when a tumor dies, it's called tumor lysis, L-I-S-I-S. People actually die from that. The tumors break apart too fast, and it poisons the person. And uh, the researchers have been saying this for years. I remember one article in Pharmacological Research, uh, 2008, but it's been going on a long time, that almost every cancer is due to environmental and lifestyle factors, and the quote from the article was, automobile exhaust, pesticides, vaccines, pharmaceutical drugs, benzene, PCBs, formaldehyde, and more. And we have to say, what is causing the toxicity? You get rid of the toxicity, the tumors will shrivel up and go away, because that's the cause of the problem. And what I like to do is look at the researchers that have succeeded. Um, I'm not into theory as much. Uh, I'm into reality. You know, what 
got people better. And uh, one thing we have to clear up before I talk about curing cancer is not to worry about your genes. Cancer genes are, they're, they're called oncogenes. Everyone has them. They're there because the tumors serve a purpose. No one is genetically predisposed to dying of cancer. And we know this. We know this from research that has been done. And one of the most fascinating studies was done in uh, vitro cell developmental biology. It was fascinating. And it was repeated again in uh, another journal on cancer, which is if you put the nucleus. Now, the nucleus is what has all the genes in it. Yes, exactly. You take the nucleus. So you take the nucleus uh, of a cancer cell that has all the cancer genes, supposedly, and you put it in a normal cell, the nucleus will become normal. But if you put a normal nucleus in a cancer cell, this, the nucleus becomes cancerous, meaning it's not the nucleus, it's not the genes, it's the environment. Uh, a, 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 a nucleus full of cancer genes will become normal if put in a healthy environment. And this is very important. And so you, it's not a matter of accidental mutations. That's the most ridiculous theory uh, I've ever heard, and I've heard a lot of stupid theories from medicine. That's one of the dumbest. We have to, the real thing we have Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Oh, okay. It comes in two directions. Exogenous from outside the body and yes. endogenous from yes. inside the body. Yes. And, um, you know, Deborah Davis wrote a wonderful book, The Secret History of the War on Cancer, in which it was known since the 30s, researchers all over the world, I mentioned this a moment ago, uh, discovered that cancer happened where people were affected by toxicity, by toxins. Um, radiation, benzene, asbestos, pharmaceuticals, uh, tobacco pollution, pesticides, herbicides, GMOs, etc. Yeah, um, and then on and top of that, on, right, and on top of that, it's what we consume. We've got pesticides in our food, GMOs in our food, we've got um, uh, people smoke, they drink, they do all kinds of, they take drugs, they take, they do all kinds of things to their bodies on top of it. And the body is like busy trying to detox everything. And when you were mentioning that the body creates a lot of toxins, a lot of those toxins are trying to detox what you take in. Oh, absolutely. And uh, one of the most famous researchers uh, dealing with, with the subject and curing cancer is a Dr. Issels, I-S-S-E-L-S. Uh, as you can tell, I lecture to organizations and I'm always spelling things and telling people to go look stuff up. Dr. Issels, uh, over his lifetime, uh, I think about 40 years, he, uh, he actually saw about 8,000 patients. And his clinic is still around. I think it's in Hamburg or Frankfurt, I'm not sure. But uh, the fascinating thing about it was that he got people better who were told they were terminal. And, uh, you know, after they'd had chemo and radiation, and they were told to go home and you know, get their affairs in order because they were there was nothing else that can be done. Well, they went to him and actually got better. He was fascinating. He was, uh, um, his research is great, and it dovetails perfectly with what uh, we're going to talk about. In fact, that he looked for the hidden toxicity in people. And when I, I, I do consults on people that 
do and uh, people to see, you know, and, you know how, to, how, to, how to start addressing the cause of cancer, not the symptoms, the cause. Now, in most people, their mouths are more toxic than a waste dump. Dental infections, oral pathology has been linked to the most common forms of cancer. One researcher, for example, found that at 4,000 women they tested, every single one had uh, breast cancer or their lung cancer that, that had that, had uh, root can, infected root canals or other oral infections on the exact same side. Every single one. says we've seen thousands of women, not a single exception. And when I work with people who have cancer, one of the first things I tell them is to get a, a panoramic x-ray or a panex. It's a special dental x-ray and uh, digitally send it to me. And I have people review it who are experts to get rid of their dental toxins. If they don't do it, um, they're just looking for trouble. That is the number one thing. And sometimes sore pathology due to root canals or wisdom teeth extractions Dentists are not taught to properly remove them, and often there's uh, dead areas in the jaw. It's sort of a dry rot that creates anaerobic bacteria. The toxins of anaerobic bacteria are about a thousand times more toxic than regular bacteria. Yes, and, and, and or it might be, uh, I have you know, to agree with uh, that. And a lot of people say they're getting root canals, and I said, but uh, integrative medicine says root canals about the worst thing you can do. And the choice is get your tooth pulled. And then they say, well, then how about an implant? Well, an implant will cause just as many problems as the root canal. And Well, it depends on the implant. Uh, they, yep. they had been using titanium. Many people couldn't handle that. Uh, some people can. And now they're switching to zirconium, which is far safer. Yes. But a good dentist, a good dentist will actually do a, a, what's known as a Clifford's test uh, and other tests to test the individual dental patients for what's compatible with their physiology. You can't put the same thing in everybody. No. It doesn't work. And root canals have been linked to MS, Parkinson's, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, um, chronic depression, rheumatoid arthritis. The list goes on and on. Yeah, anyway, my dad, my dad <laughs> even said that his dad could hardly walk when he was older, and then he had all his teeth pulled, and all of a sudden, he could get up and walk again. It had crippled him. People have, the MDs actually years ago knew about the dental uh, overall physiology health connection. But they, they don't know. They don't learn it anymore to our detriment. And in the book, Cancer a Second Opinion by Joseph Issels, uh, he gets into this a lot. He's not the only one, of course. There have been many, many who have. Weston Price, the famous uh, dentist and, and nutritionist, uh, did extensive research on the, and he showed that root canals cannot be sterilized. They will ultimately all go bad and cause and can cause serious uh, incurable health problems. Uh, cancer, uh, not just cancers, but kidney disease and lung disease and heart disease, etc. Uh, anyway, this is a quote that I, I like from Dr. Issels. And the quote is as follows, 98% of adult cancer patients have had between 2 and 10 dead teeth. 98% of adult cancer patients had between 2 and 10 dead teeth, each one a dangerous toxin-producing factory. 
And Issels was quite aware that the tumor can only grow in a diseased organism. In a healthy person, tumors cannot grow. The tumor is really a symptom of the overall physiology that is sick. Get to the cause so the body can reabsorb the tumors. And if the tumors are incredibly large, they might have to be cut out, but they won't return. And too many times we have stories of people that had gone through the medical mill, they had chemo, radiation, and surgery, and everything is fine. They're given a clean bill of health, and then the cancer comes back. Or, as you mentioned, they get heart disease, but there's still sickness in them. Exactly. Yes, and I I completely agree with that is that if, you know, this is the way I treat my my clients too, is to get to the root cause of whatever is bothering them. And like you, I work holistically. I don't just do energy work on them. I tell them how to change their diet and how to change their environment and how to clean up their life. And if they don't do it, then they'll get well for a little while. And just like you said, they revert. And so this is number one. First, the two lessons so far is number one is get your teeth worked on and cleaned by a good integrative holistic dentist. There are holistic well, dentists and they absolutely. are... Absolutely. It's called a biological holistic dentist. Uh, there's a good website, uh, which is the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology. And uh, they're at uh, IAOMT.org. And that is, uh, if you want, I can give you a few slides from my regular presentation so people can, you know, go to your website and get this information. Yes, that would be awesome because... But it's not, it doesn't mean a cleaning. In fact, I tell people not to get a cleaning if they're pregnant because it can release toxins which can affect the fetus. And if they use the, you know, they clean or they polish metal fillings, which is, uh, you know, mercury fillings, they can actually poison themselves. So, or, or, or damage the fetus even further. I know women never had their kids vaccinated. The kid was mildly autistic. They had dental cleanings when they were pregnant. Oh, so it's interesting. Really with much more insidious uh, infections, such as infected root canals and deep cavitations. They're called deep, uh, deep dry rot, as I said earlier, deep infections. Now, the, the important thing is that, and this all relates to toxins, you know, our, our ancestors came from lands where they regulated saunas and steam baths and had massage and, you know, detoxing. Uh, detox is ancient and worldwide. Every culture has it. North American sweat lodges, hot springs, saunas, I mean, bath- and uh, massage, you know, and they would, you do, they would fast. Fasting was a great way of doing a detox. Uh, sunbathing, sandbathing, all kinds of things. Every culture does detox except ours. And we have the most toxic culture of all. We yeah. need it more than everybody else, and we're not doing it. This is really true. So I really think, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I really think the true future of healthcare, true healthcare in America, is the science of detoxification. And uh, this is what I'm promoting. Um, we're talking about starting a, an institute or a clinic uh, to actually deal directly with this issue. That is really awesome. I'm so excited to hear that because I I know for myself for you know the the immune system the the detoxing 
Like I tell people, why would you eat a food that you know is full of poison? Well, it's expensive. And I go, well, you know, the number one cause of bankruptcy is overrun healthcare costs. And they'll, they'll go, really? I go, yeah. So you're, you're, you know, you could pay them now or you could pay them later. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of subtleties in this and everyone has to be looked at individually. Some people are much better at detoxing naturally than others. Yes. Some people start detoxing and then feel worse because they re-intoxify. In other words, the, t- the toxins will leave. They yeah. go into the blood and they get reabsorbed. Yeah, so they have to be, right, uh, and and guided, some, you know, and, in a very gentle way. Yeah, and some and some old like um, my ex husband had a grandfather that lived to he was a hundred and two, and he used to climb a mountain every day. He'd go up thirty minutes and back, and he'd work up a good sweat. So he was detoxing himself every single day. Just we have to find that mountain. Yes. <laughs> and That's a great mountain. Right? And I and no. I, I've been I've been, you know, jogging or exercising for years and work up a sweat every day too. So, you know, just that sweat every day makes a really big difference. First of all, it raises your core temperature and it burns off certain bacteria. And the second thing is that you end up sweating, just like you said, in a sweat lodge. Um, you know, there's like so many oh, yeah. little things and they all add up. Every step adds up. It's cumulative. Oh, absolutely. Right. And there's also far infrared sauna. And, you know, if you look at the Gerson Clinic, they did a lot of coffee enemas because the liver is your main organ of detoxification. And they found that coffee enemas help cleanse the liver so the liver can help do its job of detoxing. In fact, the Gersons would do five or six coffee enemas a day. Uh, they also did juicing. They did, uh, I believe they did uh, juicing of... Uh, calves liver organic you know a healthy grown calves liver but i don't think that they're healthy anymore with the toxins so they're doing a bone broth beef broth uh chicken broth they're, they're really very healthy foods and the organic traditional foods are can be essential weapons in dealing with cancer uh, and we can't make generalizations we can't say, okay, nobody eat a, you know, everybody has to be a vegan. And that, well, on some people, the detoxing temporarily might be helpful, but others it might cause more trouble. Yeah. And various researchers have found that some people deal well with extremes, others, it's tragic. So you have to tailor it exactly to the person, the individual. Yep. And, yeah. and that's why the Kelly program uh, done by Nick Gonzalez in New York has been successful because they tailor the nutrition program to the physiology of the person. And no matter what we do, it has to be uh, tailored properly. Um, No one, you know, that's why the medical model of giving, you know, 100 people the same drug um, is, is a failure because everyone is so different. You know, one or two, you can give 10 people a drug, they feel fine. The 11th could drop dead. Because everyone has unique physiology, and we have to test them. No amount of controlled clinical trials can uh, account for the unique physiology of humanity. I I so agree with that. And, 
you know, so many of the drugs are really toxins in disguise. They suppress a physiological survival mechanism that we were given. You know, our bodies were, were actually born perfect. We were given this perfect system for um, keeping us alive. And and then giving the drugs suppresses that. Like the, the thing, one of the things that I find really tragic, for example, is uh, the wide use, the widespread use of statins, when they show that it takes uh, 220 people to treat to get one positive result. So that means that 219 people are being poisoned by it. So you're noticing. You mean like Lipitor and Crestor? Exactly. The statins that are treated to lower cholesterol in the body and then they're finding that people are, they have a, a much wider spread um, incidence of dementia and people with uh, diabetes and people with joint problems because those are all side effects. So you'll get one in 220 getting positive results and 10% getting side effects. And, you know, and now they're telling, oh, we should put the statins in the water. And I'm going, oh, God, what are they thinking? But, you know, this is like one of those situations that you're just describing that everybody, they think that everybody should get the same thing, but it hasn't proven to extend anybody's life and it reduces your quality of life. You know, they might not have high cholesterol. Well, uh, well cholesterol has never been shown to cause heart disease anyway. It's, it's, uh, there's books written called The Myth of Cholesterol. I am cholesterol familiar. Cholesterol is an important part of your brain. Right, I'm... And if your brain does not have good cholesterol, it will malfunction. People have actually gone into pre-senile dementia when they've been on these uh, statin drugs, and uh, the dementia would reverse when they get off them. Yes. So, you know, we have to... We have, it's a terrible drug. We do know that the, the older a person is, the higher their cholesterol, the longer they live. Yes. And this was discovered in a British Medical Journal uh, article famous article and a few others that the older the people are the higher the cholesterol they had the longer they lived and cholesterol is actually a uh, antioxidant it puts out fires in, in yes us. it's and designed it, by the liver to do just that you and i are right on the same page yeah so if you uh uh you know if you see a lot of firemen Whenever there's a fire, you don't conclude that firemen are bad because they're always there when there's a fire. <laughs> you know, you, 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 and the same way with cholesterol. If exactly. A lot of cholesterol around in the area, you don't. It's really not bad. It's there to actually help heal the person. This whole cholesterol thing is, is uh, total, based on poor science, junk science, and was completely poorly done. And uh, we're suffering from it. As our cholesterol levels drop, our cancer goes up. And our, uh, there's more dementia and Alzheimer's and chronic illness. And diabetes. Now, if you want to really get healthy, eat lots of healthy butter and, and good quality schmaltz or chicken, chicken fat and good quality animal fats, and you will be healthier and feel better, and, and your joints will be happy for it. They'll be well-oiled. That, it's so true. It's so true. I suffered from lots of joint pains, and I am over them. And I am as flexible as, you know, a teenager. I can bend over and put the, the, my palms on the floor with my knees straight, which is very unusual for somebody in their mid-60s, right? So, 
the the whole the whole bottom line is that a lot of the conventional wisdom when it comes to cancer, heart disease, cholesterol, all of that, a lot of the conventional wisdom that has developed over the last 60, 70 years from from basically from a scientific perspective, you know, I, my background is research from a scientific perspective is done in a faulty way. You know, just reading how the experiments are done and how they determine the results, they're done in a faulty way. And that's what you were calling junk science. It's just misinformation, a lot of yeah. misinformation. Yeah, I see it. Uh, I, I see it in some of our most uh, esteemed journals. Uh, and and uh, one, one author, actually, not an author, uh, head of one of the top journals, editor for many years, Ken Allen, said, uh, he was fired, by the way. He said that a lot of these articles are not written by the people whose names are on them. They're written by people from the pharmaceutical companies, and then they're paid to put their name on it. So it looks like it's a real article. You know, they was really done by these people. There's a lot of junk science out there, and uh, as you as a scientist uh, are probably better able to dissect these papers than the average person because they they don't know much about selection bias and uh you know uh, statistical manipulations and all but with your background you'd be very valuable in educating people for that yeah so i one 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 of my favorite examples is that um without the drug they noticed a 1.6 percent incidence of something and uh, with the drug, it was 1.2% out of a sampling of about 200, which is not statistically significant. And yet they said there was a 50% improvement based on... That's pretty scary. The, the worst yeah. research is vaccine research, and they're just ignoring the obvious. But, well, you know, we can have an, uh, an argument about it. Right, we can go on for a long time. So, so bottom line... Can, you know, the, the whole new idea of cancer is get your teeth checked by an integrative, holistic dentist. Um, make sure you keep as much toxic stuff out of your environment as possible. Even put filters in your homes and eat the cleanest food possible and drink the cleanest water possible and go to a sauna or get a massage and get the fluids in your body moving. These are that's great, right? I, I, even wonderful suggestions, wonderful suggestions, and of course, there's a lot more people can do. Uh, that's what I, you know, I consult people on now. But uh, you have given people a really great starting point. That'll give them a really good foundation to get started just by from, just by things that you have said. I've kind of like wrapped it up and summarized. So this is these are things that they can start with right away to help clean up their bodies and make sure that it, even if they've had cancer, that it doesn't come back. And the last thing I'd like to leave people with is, you know, I've worked with dozens and dozens of cancer clients. And one of the things that um, isn't really well known is that I know way more people that have recovered from it than not. And that the it's a myth that is not curable and that you can't come back and that you should just get your affairs in order. There's so many options out there 
that doesn't include radiation and chemo. There's so many options. And yet the conventional current medical um, pharmaceutical thing is that they basically will try to throw you in jail for saying something like that or, you know, or throw you in jail if you don't treat your child with their conventional medicine. So, you know, it's a really tough uphill battle for all of us, but um, by doing all the things that we said and what you said earlier about it being a modern disease is to, to, ha to start thinking about that and thinking about how you can move back to nature and move back to a, a more natural environment, more natural eating, you know, stop eating fabricated foods made with artificial chemicals kinds of things and, and really start, um, taking steps to, to keep yourself healthy for many years to come. Excellent. Yes. You said it well. Thank you. You're welcome. And I, yes. I'd love people to connect with you, Ted, and to discover more about your amazing programs. And the way I have it, I've set up a page for you called scientifichealingradio.com forward slash Dr. Ted. And Ted spells his name with two Ds. So it's D-R- T-E-D-D. So it's scientifichealingradio.com forward slash Dr. Ted, D-R-T-E-D-D. So thank you so much for being on the show. I am so excited for this show to air because I think this is a message that so badly needs to be heard. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. So thank you for listening to Scientific Healing and for our wonderful guest, Dr. Ted Corin. And again, you can connect with him at scientifichealingradio.com forward slash Dr. Ted. Let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com and get your brief wake up your brain audio for jump starting your day. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Join us again next week for more expert guidance and practical tools to energize your life. Now take a deep breath and release it slowly before you go about your day.